Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies, as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism, and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you in the show. Hello, and welcome to this podcast episode. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my top tips about how to launch a new offering out into the world with massive success. So I have launched, I was thinking about it before I recorded this, I've launched at least 10 different courses, workshops, and group programs that doesn't include one-to-one coaching because I haven't actually ever really launched it. And yes, I've promoted the sessions I used to run, like the financial mapping sessions and the business mapping sessions, but I've never done an actual launch for them. So this, this only includes things where I've done an actual launch. And I guess the way that I would classify a launch is like a specific a promotional period, a specific period where you're promoting a product offering or program and there's an end time to when people can sign up because it's beginning or the event is happening or the workshop's on or the course is starting. They, they don't have to be the reasons a launch ends. You might do it for a, you know, a price increase or something like that. I haven't personally but you know it's a specific period of promotion that ends for some reason of a something that you're selling a product a program a workshop course anything like that so i have launched a lot of different offerings i have launched a lot of them multiple times i've had multiple five figure launches for multiple offerings for for different offerings that i've had through this business, um, that, you know, of helping people with living their true nature and purpose, getting their work out into the world, um, getting paid for it, their money mindset, money management, all of that kind of thing. So I've done a lot of launching. I've also studied three different business programs, specifically teaching launch strategies, And, you know, I'm just, I'm basically obsessed with business and online business, business for creatives, coaches, freelancers, consultants. I'm obsessed and I've obsessively studied it for, I I think it's about seven or eight years now, um, and applied it and tried it. And my previous coaching business, I also tried to launch and failed pretty miserably or, miserably is definitely not the right word. You know, I was just starting out and I was just trying for the first time. Uh, so I have no regrets and, and I can also, from the vantage point I'm at now, I can also see why I would have no one sign up uh, for the first thing that I tried to launch. Super normal. 
you know, if that's happened to you before, if you feel scared of launching again, you absolutely don't need to, you know, that's your starting point and it's a learning curve. And what I found, you know, I learned a lot of strategy about business and, you know, the, all the, all the bits and pieces to put together for a launch and for online business in general. And even from knowing all of that, it actually took me a long time of implementing and applying to really internalize and really get on an embodied level or an internalized level, actually how to implement these things and and how it all fit together, even though I knew a lot of the things logically. So if you've, if you've had experience of launching and you feel like it hasn't really gone the way you've wanted yet, that means nothing about where you're going and what's possible to you. They're just like the first learning steps. So not only does it, so actually it is incorrect or inaccurate for me to say it means nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. It's actually, you've taken the first steps, right? Like they were important steps for you to take, for you to take your next steps and have more and more success and create more and more momentum with your launches. So I I just want to say that to anyone who feels like they've tried before or been burned or they've learned about launching and they feel too intimidated or scared. You, you, if you have learned about launching and you feel too intimidated or scared, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be such a big thing as some people make it to seem. It's like, you've got something you want to offer. You, if it's something where, you know, there's a deadline, people need to sign up by this date, buy by this date, you want to do a sale period for people to, you know, a promotion is going to end on this date, you're launching a new product or offering, and then you you want to promote it. You want to let as many people as you can know about it and as many people definitely that would really be interested in that offering. And so that's your launch is how you do that promotion is how you share that product and offering with your audience and with the world. That's all a launch is. All right. And then from there, there'll be different ways that you've decided this is how I'm going to get my product out there to those people. This is how I'm going to connect my product to the people that would love to buy it and engage with it, whether that's a physical product or a um, digital product, or, you know, more of a um, like coaching or service-based offering. So that's, that's all it is. And then from within there, you decide how you're going to do that. And it doesn't need to be complicated. And when you are launching a new offering, so this episode are really going to be targeting launching a new offering. When you're launching a new offering, don't, don't even think about making it overcomplicated. Like you want this to just be simple. You want to make it easy so that it's easy for you and you feel excited to launch it again afterwards. It's You want it to be easy because there's going to be all these things you're, you're setting up for the first time. Um, and you just, you just want to make it easy so you can create some easy momentum for yourself around this offering. So I've also helped a lot of private clients launch products and programs. And I ran a mastermind 2019, 2020, and I helped some people in the mastermind launch courses and a product as well. So I've helped a lot of people with this and I've really, you know, I'm really, uh, 
Part of my genius is helping people simplify things and create a way to do it that feels easy and actually fun and actually exciting and actually like really doable. So that's what I, I want to share a slice of in this podcast episode. I'm going to be sharing with you first some practical things when you're launching a new offering into the world that you want to go through and do. I would highly suggest that, you know, I've distilled down for myself and I've seen really worked for other people. And also then some mindset slash, you know, energetic embodiment things. All of that is one section for me that all are interrelated as in mindset, energetic embodiment. Um, That's also really key because the thing that will make or break your launch, like for you, um, is, is honestly your self-management of your energy and your mindset. So I'm, I'm going to mention, well, I'm going to go through what I, I see to be really the key things that can keep you in the right place during your launch. And if you do that, there's, you know, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. You will learn something that will give you more information and experience that you can utilize for the next launch and, you know, grow and expand your offering through the next launch. There's no actually such thing as a failed launch. There's only learnings that you can build on to make your next launch better. All right. That's actually um, a fairly long introduction, but I hope you actually learned something from that introduction. I'm already like, there's already things that you're like, okay, great. So I, the other thing I actually just want to mention before I start with the practical things is that I've tried a lot of different things with my launches from doing like the full cookie cutter, you know, this is what the marketing, big marketing and launch gurus tell you to do. You have a you know, three-part video series and a webinar and a Facebook ads to the webinar and all that kind of thing. Um, so I've done that and I've done that to like a very high degree of paying someone to build a funnel for me and do my Facebook ads. And then I've done ultra intuition-based, you know, making it up, still using strategy, but from a totally different place. So I'm bringing that to this conversation, the experience of trying very different ways of launching. And so let's get into the practical tips that I've got when you're launching an offering for the first time. So this, this wasn't actually one of my, you know, four that I've written down, but as I said, it's make it fucking easy and don't, don't try to do some big strategy that you've learned from the marketing gurus. I'm not going to call out any names, but there's some ones that are, you know, teaching uh, everyone how to make online courses and they're teaching you to do a challenge and a this and a webinar and an email series and lead up to it with three months of content where you offer a free cheat sheet for every blog post or podcast episode you do. Like, do not do that. Do not do anything big, complicated and involved for your first, uh, for launching something for the first time. That's my biggest piece of advice. So the number one practical tip is to really take time first to connect with the heart of your offering. So before you bring in, how am I going to launch it? Who's going to buy it? Who's going to want it? 
all this shit. Like how much can I, you know, can I get someone to pay for something or how many people could I get or, you know, all of this kind of bullshit, honestly, that comes in. Before you let any of that in, I want you to just connect with the heart of what you're offering. So you can, you might just put put aside 30 minutes or an hour or a couple of hours to just connect with the heart of it. What is the bigger picture, the bigger purpose behind this offering? And, you know, if you feel like your offering is not some super big, deep and meaningful thing, it's going to bring is just going to bring more joy or lightness or ease to someone's life, that's just as valid. So connect with that, connect with the heart of that, right? So connect with the heart of your offering. What is this truly about? What do you truly love about this? And this, you know, when you connect with that, that's actually where you want to continue anchoring to throughout your entire launch is to that deeper vision, the deeper heart of it. Something that's also really helpful is even imagining that your offering has its own heart. It has its own soul. It is its own entity. So whether you actually believe that or not is is completely irrelevant. You will get the benefit that it provides to do that, whether you believe it or not. So you can just use it as a premise or maybe you believe it. It it doesn't matter. Regardless, imagine it's literally an entity that's wanting to come through, that's wanting to be expressed in the world and you are the vehicle for it. You are the one expressing it. So this really helps you separate your personal from the offering and really be in connection with the actual offering. And that's like the core thing that you want to be doing through your entire launch and delivery of whatever it is, is to be in the offering and not in your own shit basically, or, and like being in your, in it all being about you will, will eventually put you in your shit if it hasn't already. So connect with the heart of the offering. And that's where you want to actually create everything from. That's where you want to create the pricing from, the details about how it looks. You are very likely going to get a lot more inspired. Like you're going to have all these inspired ideas come in about actually, you know, how you can deliver it in a way that feel, you know, is even more exciting or enlivening or empowering. And you'll have, you'll probably have ideas start to come in about how you can promote it and share it as well. So uh, this is the place you want to create from. All right. And in a couple of steps, I'm going to get on to creating a plan, but first we've got connect with the heart of your offering, feel it, know it, be in connection with it. The second thing that's really helpful for creating a new offering, it's not a must-do. A lot of marketing would people would actually say this is a must-do, but it is actually really helpful for a lot of reasons. So I would highly recommend it. Is do market research calls with your ideal clients or customers for this offering. So pick out, see if you can pick out five people that you think would be really interested or could, or that they have the problem or the desire that someone, you know, that your ideal person buying your offering would have and ask them to get on a 20 minute call with you and just say, Hey, you know, I'm putting together this new thing or I'm wanting to offer this new product. And I'd love to, you know, I'd, I'd love to ask you a few questions about it. So get on a call with them 
and run through a list of questions to help you understand better where they are right now and where they would love to be and if they think or how they think your product could help them with that. Um, So this is really helpful to get information, like insight from someone who would be the kind of person that would want to buy your product or service. So you get actual insight into what's going on. What what are they really feeling? What are the thoughts that are they having? What do they really want? So you can connect with that, but it also actually helps you. It's a really good momentum generator because it helps you connect with why you should offer it because you talk to someone who literally would benefit from it and is is super interested in it. So it actually engages you and helps you with your belief and motivation to actually put it out there. And then, and then you've just spoken to someone and told them about this thing that you're intending to launch in the world, which actually creates accountability as well. Like it, it starts to make your offering come into being and be more real as you've, you know, you've just spoken to this person and said, well, this is this thing that I'm creating, you know, and ask them questions around it. Uh, so yeah, so many benefits to doing this. And then the other thing, the other way that it helps generate momentum is actually really often, um, people on your market research calls are going to want to buy your thing, you know, and you should offer it to them at the end. You should say, well, you know, I'm going to be, this is what it actually kind of depends how created your offering already is to whether you can offer it. But if there's a way that, you know, you, you've already decided enough what you're going to do that you can say, well, I'm going to be offering this starting then, or I'm going to, you know, it's going to be coming out then. Would you actually, you know, would you be interested in purchasing it and maybe give them a discount for being on the market research call and giving their time, you know, that'll give them an extra reason to even buy. And then you've, and then you've even got a couple of sales already from your market research calls. Now you might not necessarily get sales from your market research calls right away, but actually I found that oftentimes you will. And, uh, you know, and so then you've already generated momentum. You've already actually created the engagement of someone purchasing it, which is bringing that product, that offering into being already, you know, like you've actually kind of brought it into being. So market research calls, fucking great thing to do. Highly recommend it. So then my next practical tip actually carries on from that, which is to speak to your person or you, you know, speak to your target audience, speak to them as one person. Well, that might not be obvious, but you'll learn that through a lot of marketing and business training. And I highly recommend doing that. Imagine you're speaking to one person in all of your sales and promotional material, whether that's posts, emails, doing a a live on Instagram or anything, speak to them. But now that you've actually spoken to some of your ideal clients and you have learned what is the language that they use, speak to them in that language. So this is a thing that a lot of people struggle with. And honestly, I don't think that I'm that great at this. I, I could be all right at it, but I feel like I'm, I'm sure there's ways I could be improving at this too, which is where most of us speak in the language of, that we see our product or offering and how we see it helping people. And it can be it can be things that it's like, that's not actually what your person is looking for. That's what you know it gives them, uh, but that's actually not what they think they want or they think they're looking for, or they even know that 
that is part of the solution um, or part of the desire, right? So you want to speak to them in their language. Um, And then the next thing that you want to do is make a plan and part B, stick to the plan. So a plan can evolve and change, but what you what you might find as you go through a launch is that you start to chicken out on parts of your plan. So you, if, you, if you're chickening out, no, you cannot change your plan. If you've had some other divine lightning strike of inspiration that's taking you in a different direction, maybe, okay? We'll definitely follow that lightning strike, but but maybe you still continue the other things you planned. But definitely if you are chickening out, no changing the plan. And so you actually might want to set up some structural things to support you in that. All right. So I'm going to give you an example to explain all of that. So it's not sounding so abstract, but you're going to make a plan going to, and you're going to do this. I really encourage you to do this from intuition, do this from what would be fun. What would be inspiring? What would be a cool way that I could share this with my audience and even possibly beyond my audience with other people's audiences that would also love this. What would be fun? What would be cool? What would be exciting? What would light me up? What, what would be, you know, what would be awesome for the people that I'm sharing this with? That's what I really want you to do is ask yourself those questions and come up with a plan and a strategy from there and keep it really fucking simple for this first launch of this new offering. Keep it really simple. Um, So it's not to say at all, obviously, don't use a strategy or don't use strategies you've learned from marketing gurus, not at all, but come up with the strategy from that place of play, joy, and fun, Uh, not obligation, trying to find the answer outside of you. What's going to work? This is what someone else told me to do. Because if your heart's not in it, if your genius isn't aligned to it, it's probably not going to work very well. Like I'm just being honest. Okay. Like it's probably going to be dry, lack life force and energy. And, um, and therefore you're going to have results that feel exactly the same as that. Right. So you want to, you want to bring your life force, you want to bring your energy to it. So coming up with something simple where you can do that, that comes from intuition and love. So I've got a couple of yeah things I want to speak to here and examples I want to share. So uh, just in terms of firstly, I'll circle back to an example of sticking to the plan and how you can help yourself stick to the plan ahead of time if you think you might get wobbly about whatever plan or strategy you came up with. So I, uh, the, okay. So the Wealthworthy journey, which was my first online course that I ran, I did a beta round. Like I did a a kind of pilot round. So that is one way to launch your offering to the first, for the first time is to do a pilot slash beta round. And I do actually really recommend that. I, you know, that is something that I've helped other people do as well. That just makes it so fucking easy because you're, you, you're taking all the pressure off yourself. Um, you're doing a first round where you're essentially being like, yep, you know, I've created a system or I've created a thing, but I just want some people to run through it first, 
usually at a discounted price um, and, you know, give me feedback. Okay. So that makes it really easy because you're getting to sell it, you know, at an even easier price point, but you're not saying it's only worth that, right? You're still saying it's worth this, but for this pilot round, you know, I'm going to give it to a group of this many people for this much. And it just, it works really well, honestly. And so doing a pilot round or beta round, you could just privately offer it to people, you know, would be interested again, like that makes it so fucking easy. Um, or, you know, you could do a promotion to your audience where you say, Hey, this is going to be a pilot round or a beta round. Um, and you know, you might limit the number of spots. You might not totally up to you. What would feel most fun to you? Would it feel most fun and easy to be like, Oh, I'm limiting it to 10 spots or 20 spots, or would it feel most fun and exciting and go, Hey, introductory offer. Um, you know, you're going to get this discount for this first round. I want you to provide me as feedback and as many people that want to join can join. So again, like don't get stuck into what's the right way. What way am I going to make the most money or what way am I going to like, how am I basically what you're saying is how I'm going to, how am I going to manipulate the most people into saying yes, right? That's what your ego wants to do. Um, so we want to like, back out of that and go, okay, well, what, what would, what would lighten me up? What would I find the most fun? What would be the most fun and effective for the people that I'm, I'm giving this to, or I'm serving with this, right? Keep reorientating yourself there. So one thing you can do as a plan or strategy, um, or as a strategy for your first launch of a new offering is do it as a beta or a pilot. That's a great way to do it. Don't have to do it that way, especially if you're, you know, you're really confident in it or it's an evolution of other things you've already done. Um, you don't have to, but you still could do an introductory pricing for the first 10 people that join or for this first launch, first round introductory pricing, it's half price. Um, or you get a hundred dollars off or whatever, is going to light you up and make it feel easy, just easy. You want to create momentum. You want it to be easy. You want to make it easy for this first time. So then you can collect testimonials and have that as social proof um, for the next time that you're going to sell it. And this works with a physical uh, product as well right? I just want to say like, that's, you don't only collect testimonials for transformational products. If you're selling art or if you're selling, you know, anything that you've made or a product you've had produced, you can still collect testimonials of people using it, uh, and what their experience was before and after, uh, even if it's a, a luxury item. So still you can have that. And yeah, Having a beta round or an introductory pricing makes it easy, helps create momentum. So that's one thing that you can do in that plan or strategy that you're keeping super simple, super simple, super easy. Um, so sticking to the plan, I'm getting around to that now. It just, it just flowed for me to do the d- discount beta thing first, but sticking to the plan. So then the second time that I launched the Wealthworthy Journey, so which was my first public launch, let's say, because when I did the beta round, I privately messaged 11 people and I just roughly said what I was thinking of doing. I roughly said what I thought the full, actually, I don't even know if I said what I thought the full price point would be. I think I just said, this is how much the beta will be. The full price will be a lot more. Are you interested? And I was really doing that as a product validation as well. Like I didn't even have a full offer wrote up. I I literally wrote money course, these topics in it, 
are you interested and got people to sign up and 10 out of the 11 said yes. And that instantly created momentum and created a way for me to create it. And for me to, to create the belief in it actually after having those people in it and see how much value they got out of it to then really powerfully sell it the next time round. So the next time round, I decided to do, I still did something very simple, but I did, um, you know, I was going to send out emails. I did an early bird and then a week after the early bird, you know, you could purchase it for full price before the course started. And I'm just trying to remember, I didn't do a content or conversion event, which I'm going to talk about next. Um, but I guess I had a video series anyway. I made a whole bunch of sales during the early bird period. People I didn't even know. I was amazed. I was like, can't believe this is happening. And I know promoted it pretty powerfully for that early bird period. And then something just got triggered in me for the week afterwards where I was going to be promoting it, you know, for full price until it started. And I totally contracted and I felt like, oh my God, people are going to be so annoyed about the emails. I can't keep sending them emails. And I literally didn't promote it at all that whole next week. I don't think I even promoted it on social media. And I think I sent one more email at maybe like four hours to go until signups close because I got, I got triggered. My shit came up and I chickened out on completing my promotional plan, whatever emails it was that I was, I, I, I think I must've laid out like how many more emails I wanted to send, um, about it or even promoting it on social media. Uh, and so what you can do to help yourself with this Um, if you think that this might happen for you, that you're going to chicken out on some of your plan is that whatever you think you're going to chicken out on, you do those things ahead of time. So you write and schedule those emails ahead of time. So you cannot chicken out. I mean, of course you could still delete the email and not have it go out, but you know, you've already got it in motion. And the same with social media is get some like core posts written and scheduled So that then, you know, even if you want to do say double that, or you want to show up on lives, at least you've got something consistent going out, sharing with your audience that this is happening through the whole period. So even if you totally like fall off the bandwagon during the launch and you totally contract, it doesn't matter because you've actually still got something going out. So that's how you can structurally support yourself to stick to the plan through the launch. If you think, you know, you might get a bit wobbly on it, which if you do, it's totally normal. And it's totally normal in early stages of launching. And it's totally normal in later stages of launching. For me, you know, I've had amazing feeling launches and then I've still had kind of not that great feeling launches after amazing launches, you know, and really having nailed my mindset. And sometimes it's just because I'm at a different part in my cycle, you know, and I'm maybe I'm launching and I've got PMS on my period. And so all my shit is actually coming up, even though I've had launches where I've really masterfully managed my shit and it hasn't come up. So I did like, it doesn't matter what I want you to know that doesn't matter. And it doesn't mean anything. Don't make it mean anything. Just manage it. <laughs> Basically just manage it, do the work, you know, to neutralize your shit, get back in your power, 
and keep going. And even if you don't feel in your power during your whole launch, it doesn't matter. You know, what what your ego will then do is like, oh, I'm going to fail because I'm not feeling good and I'm not in the right vibe and I'm not the right energy. What if you didn't have to be in the right vibe or the right energy? You just had to keep taking the next powerful action. That's it. Okay. So we're kind of morphing over into the mindset section, but there was one more thing I wanted to share in the plan strategy, which is you know, although you're going to keep this really fucking simple because it's launching a new offering, uh, having a content or conversion event, um, is a really awesome thing to do. And I would highly recommend it, especially for anything that's a bit higher priced. You want to, ha- you definitely want to have a conversion event. Do not try to just sell it. I, I would not recommend trying to just sell it off emails or social media posts. Like you would be making your life very, very hard for yourself. So what is a content slash conversion event? So this is funny because as I said, I've been, I had been learning about online business for a long time. I've taken a lot of business courses, studied a lot about business strategy. And it wasn't until a course I did in 2018 that I learned about a conversion event and, you know, it changed my fucking world to learn about a conversion event and to just have it really specifically laid out that this is the purpose of this thing and this is why you must have it. And I have always, you know, stuck by that since and I would always have a conversion event. I mean, maybe when I've got like 150,000 people, 100,000 people on my email list, I wouldn't have a conversion event. But even then I would have a conversion event. And I see all the all the businesses that I follow that are that big and bigger have conversion events. So just have a fucking conversion event if you're going to be selling at that higher price point. So if you were having sales calls, you might not need a conversion event because that's when you're going to get on a call with someone and convert them if they're the right fit for whatever it is that you're offering, but a conversion event and and a live conversion event. So not pre-recorded live is having a live event where you connect with your people because they're on their live. You are connecting them with the topic that, you know, your offering is related to and how their offering, your offering can help them and you're offering them to buy into the offering or product right? So this is things such as a live class, which you always see me to do, see me do. And that's, you know, that's, that's the kind of conversion event I love. I get on there. I teach you something about what my, my course or program afterwards will help you even more with. You can get a feel for me, get a feel for what I teach. And then I say, Hey, if you actually really want to dive into this, this is how you can. And then the people who are like, yes, I don't want to just do, you know, a 30 minute class. Like I want to, I want to fully master this. I want to learn all the skills that I need to around this. And so those people say yes to doing the course and I, and I offer for them to do the course, you know, to sign up on that event. So you could also do an Instagram live or a Facebook live or an in-person event, anything like that, but where you actually having that live interaction engagement to your audience and offering it to your audience. Down the track in your launches, you might have like a, a record. If you've got something evergreen set up, you might have a recorded thing that you would use, but you typically would never do that until you've 
got it going live. Um, or not to say you'd never, I'm sure there's heaps of people that try and then there's heaps of people that never sell anything because they haven't, you know, really connected with their audience and dialed in their message. Of course, if you're further along in the product, in the product's life, that would be easier to set up, um, automated straight away, but live is so powerful and you're pretty much always going to sell more live. So if you're actually wanting to launch and sell, then you want to do something live. So this is why you don't want to just offer a free video series that probably most people aren't even going to watch. Um, so it's going to sit in their inbox without also having some live way people can connect with you and that you can actually offer the product to your audience. So there's so much more I could go into around that so much, but basically having a content or conversion event, I'm just, I just heard someone calling it a content event, which is why I'm saying that I've always called it a conversion event. Uh, but having an event like that, super powerful. All right, let's talk about the mindset and energetic things. Uh, that also are going to be very helpful and very important for the launch. So the number one key thing, this is the most important thing literally for your launch. This is more important than any of those practical things I went through or any of the next things that I'm about to say about how you can cut into your mindset and energy a bit more um, is this. This is the most important thing is that you don't make your launch about becoming whole slash complete. This is what most people do on default. And this is why for a lot of people launching feels like absolute fucking shit. It's because you're actually trying to use this launch to become whole or complete, to try and complete yourself. So this is, this is literally the difference between launching from lack and launching from wholeness. And this will make all the difference. It'll make the difference to your results, but it's going to make the biggest difference to you and your energy and how you show up and whether this launch becomes something that has you in a, regardless of what the result is, even if you have one person buy your offer, this is the thing that will make the difference between this launch becoming something that sets you deeper into your beliefs and limiting patterns and self-sabotage or it becomes something that is like literally fuel and nutrients that help you build and have an even better launch next, even even if your outcome was exactly the same. Like this is the thing that will have you in an upward spiral momentum towards creating what you love or going in a downward spiral momentum to your patterns and your shit and never getting anywhere, right? So it's making yourself whole or complete. So do you have some kind of unconscious perception that um, with a certain number of signups, you'll feel good and you'll feel happy? And if you don't hit that, you're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel like a failure. You're going to be like, oh my God, that was so horrible. Like I would hate to think about only that many people buying right? Do you have something like that? Or if this many people buy, then, you know, then everything will be okay. Then I'll feel okay. Then I'll be able to relax. If you've got anything like that going on, that is your telltale signs that you're making your launch about becoming whole and complete. You're making it about feeling security, feeling safety, feeling worthiness, feeling good enough. It doesn't have to be all of those things. It could just be one of those things, feeling belonging. Then I know that my business is going to work out. Like there's all these deeper layers going on beneath and there'll be like fundamental story or assumption that's underneath that. But if you can just fundamentally know 
am I trying to to complete myself through this or am I holding myself as absolutely whole and complete as I am right now with no people signed up? And even if no people signed up, I am whole and complete. I am okay. That doesn't mean anything about me personally. Then you're in wholeness. Okay. So this is just so foundational. So this is something that I've just recently helped one of my one-to-one clients with because they were doing a launch and they previously have struggled so much with as like majority of people that have been trying to do business and online business. And, you know, just like I used to struggled so much with that just horrible feeling and feeling incomplete and like, oh, if I just have this many sales, then whatever your thing is, and really fully coming from wholeness in this launch and feeling just so happy and peaceful and content through the entire launch, you know, irrespective of the outcome. And she actually, she over doubled what her goal was for the launch. She was so blown away with it. And, um, and just had that powerful shift of where you're coming from. And then, and so now this has created so much positive momentum for this client of mine. So really makes such a big difference. You've got to make it about the offering itself, not you. This doesn't mean anything about you. So that's number one core mindset slash energetic thing. Um, Number two is to then actually flesh out what are all of your resistances and fears about two things. One is actually about launching the product and sharing it and promoting it and, you know, doing the sales. And the other is about delivering it. So they're actually kind of two different components and you can have resistances and fears around either of those things. And you'll have distinctly different things usually around each of those elements. So flesh out what are all your resistances and fears. You want to know them because otherwise unconsciously they can be getting your attention and energy and you will resist actually selling because you don't want, you know, something certain to happen in terms of either the launch or then actually if someone says, yes, there's a part of you that actually doesn't want to deliver on it. So you need to, or it's very, very powerful, very helpful to uncover those things. And then the final thing that I've got here in the mindset and energetic, but I mean, it comes into the practical too, um, is having a coach, like having a coach to help you stay grounded and support you through the process. So invaluable. And, you know, like I often have a resistance to like giving tips that involve having support and especially support that could be paid because I'm like trying to give you things like that you could just do yourself. But I honestly, like I would be remiss if I, or it would be remiss of me. Is that how I'm trying to think like, how do you use the word remiss? But it would be remiss of me not to mention this because this has been the biggest difference maker for me, honestly. And the, you know, this is just so helpful. So um, I remember when I launched the Wealthworthy Journey, so the time after the time I was telling you about before, like the third time, um, I did all the cookie cutter things and I got, and I had put the price up and I got super triggered through the launch, like big time because the cookie cutter things weren't working. Um, and I was 
absolutely making it about becoming complete and whole. And I just felt like total unworthiness and terror and all this kind of stuff. And then at the end, I, I just saw a coach and I like booked some one-off sessions and it, they helped me turn the whole fucking thing around and have an end result that I was so happy with. Like I was so happy with, I actually made really good money from it. Um, and, but like it put me back into my center and my groundedness and having this person, you know, supporting me and being accountable to them. And like, there's just so many reasons why it just was so helpful and helped me absolutely fucking turn the whole thing around. And after that, I swore to myself, I was like, I'm never not having a coach during a launch. No, I, I mean, I would, I'm very comfortable launching now. I would launch without a coach, but I actually like, I, I don't know if I would actually end up making that decision because it's so helpful to have a coach, even though I'm so comfortable and confident launching now. So my next launch that I did of the Wealth Worthy Journey after that, I, uh, so I didn't keep seeing the coach. I don't think the whole time, but I, but I did during that launch again, I was like, okay, I'm going to book in a bunch of sessions through that launch. Just make sure that I stay centered and grounded. There's this other pillar or an anchor of them that's centered and grounded. I'm accountable to doing what I've said I'm going to do and to being in my power because I'm seeing them. Um, and they're helping me through it. And it was just like, I had such a completely different experience. That launch was like one of my favorite launches ever. It was so fun. It was so inspired and had such a good end result. Even though I actually didn't have, I only had two people signed up until the last three days, but I just completely stayed in my wholeness, stayed in my power energy, promoted it, my heart out, being connected to what I knew people would receive from it. Um, and just, yeah, it was very powerful. And I, you know, I've launched a little, like a lot of times in the past year, maybe, maybe at least six times and a lot of different products. And I've had a coach through all of it. And that has just helped me so much that I know I'm going to anchor in with this person, that I'm accountable to this person, that I'm going to follow through, that I said, I'm going to launch these things then. And I'm, and I, and I do it and it's so supportive. So I just wanted to mention that, um, because that could be something that really helps you as well on your launch journey and to, you know, really get your work out into the world and, and get comfortable launching, having someone support you through it. So they are my top recommendations and tips when you are launching a new offering into the world. Obviously a lot of them are also applicable to launching an existing offering, especially if you're in early stages of launches. Um, but I, launching is amazing. I meant to say this in the introduction. I forgot. Launching is so awesome. I so highly recommend having it as part of your business. I, I kind of feel like it's like essential. It's not essential, but you know, it's such a good way to connect with your audience, to generate momentum and energy in your business itself, but also to generate momentum and energy around your offering, to generate connection, to generate engagement, you know, whether that actually all goes into the end result of that offering or, or whether, you know, maybe you just make a few sales from the launch, but it actually, it generates so much energy and momentum for your entire business. Um, and it's a great way to have all these like little uh, spurts of growth in your business and, and bringing in new audience. Like it, it's a really great way to generate, um, more people in your audience, 
connections, relationships with people in your audience that will then, you know, uh, pay off down the track as well as those people might want to work with you on a different offering, or maybe they, they needed to sit with that more. It wasn't the right timing for them, but you're planting the seed and you're connecting them with how your offerings can help them or what it's going to do for them in their lives. If they do do something with you in the future, they're just so great. Like I just highly recommend them and I highly recommend really mastering how to have a good relationship with them because they're so deeply, truly rewarding when you do that. You know, they only feel like shit when you've got a bad relationship with them. That's the honest, hard truth of it. Launching only feels like shit, you know, when you've got a bad relationship with it. And, you know, of course, as I said, that's not to say sometimes it might not feel like shit anyway, but the whole thing isn't going to feel like shit, you know, when you've got a good relationship with it. It's fine for your shit to come up at any point. It's fine. It doesn't mean anything about you, but you will, you know, you'll have a way that you continually cut through that and get back into your power position. So, oh, I'm just, there's just so much more I could say on launching. I'm basically a bit obsessed with it. Um, bit obsessed with the topic and with, uh, what I've got to share about it, but I'm going to leave this episode there because I have sufficiently given you the information that you need to empower you in launching new offerings into the world with massive success. All right. I'm sending you so much love. I would love to hear what your top takeaway was from this. If you want to send me a DM on Instagram, my handle is at alexh.co. And I am wishing you all the absolute fucking best and good juju launching your amazing gifts and offerings into the world. This is really the way that you can do that. So I'm sending you all the love and all the good juice in doing that. If you've got any questions at all, and or if there's more you want to hear about this, more you'd like me to dive into in a podcast episode, please reach out to me and let me know. I'd love to hear it. And otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.